The Fend, brought to you by George's Fine Meats in Cherrybrook. Well, the countdown is on Penrith versus South, the 2021 NRL Grand Final. Bring it on. Welcome to the special edition of the Fen, proudly brought to you by George's Fine Meats, Cherrybrook. Adam Hawes with you, alongside Tigers great Gary Jimmy Jack. How are you, Gus? G'day, Adam. How are you, mate? I'm well. Uh, Recovering after a, a great weekend of footy. You know, I love this time of year. They were just great games, so much pressure, uh, playing for keeps, and uh, we saw some fantastic games over the weekend. Yeah, we sure did. We're going to talk about them in a moment. Now, you've been there. What is this week like from the moment that full-time siren sounds in the preliminary final to say to you that you have made a grand final? Yeah, well, it's a, it's a, it's an emotion of quite elation and happiness that, you, that you're actually in a grand final. Uh, I was lucky enough to play in two, but say the first time I was in one, it was just like, wow, we've actually made the made the grand final. So it was the whole week was the the nerves, the nerves must build and build and build. Yeah, they build, they build and build. You can sort of get a bit caught up in those days um, with the with the build up to the game. Um, but yeah, it, it's a great week. Unfortunately, it can be spoiled by the game. Uh, there's always one winner and one loser, and I, unfortunately, I lost both of my grand finals. So that's a bit dis- that, well, that's disappointing. Um, that's actually not not experience of premiership, um, but that's just the way it is. You know, you're lucky to get there, and uh, I got there twice, and it's just one of the best weeks of all time, leading up to a grand final. But as I said, just unfortunately, <laughs> the last page of the book got ripped out. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah, sorry to bring up uh, some uh, bad memories there, but it is a great week, no, uh, even for uh, just fans. It's just uh, it's tremendous to soak it all up and be part of it, and you see houses getting painted in colours. You get the old. Uh, you know, have red and green sausages this week or, you know, bread rolls in Penrith colours. It's all going to come out. It's, it's just the best week of the season for mine. Uh, we're going to talk about both games from the weekend shortly and a look ahead, of course, to the Rabbitohs Panthers big one. But firstly, the charge sheet is out and Nathan Cleary is free to play in the grand final, cleared of a dangerous throw. What did you make of that? Right call, Jimmy? Yeah, right call. 100% it was the right call. Yes, it was... He, he did lift him to sort of he actually drove him back in the tackle. It was a pretty good tackle, and the guy just turned as he was as he was going towards the ground and landed on. on um, he landed on on his back of his head. So it wasn't there was nothing much in it really. So on report, and he's been cleared. So move on. Yeah, it was a lifting tackle there on uh, Kenny Bromwich, who did clutch the back of his neck. It looked pretty bad initially, but when you saw replays, it was just a it was just a driving tackle. There was nothing in it. And it would have yeah. been a horrendous call for the judiciary to rub him out of the grand final for that, which is, you know, which I was saying straight after full time. And, you know, you get a few people saying that, oh, what about Isaac Luke 2014? That was nothing in that. And probably Isaac Luke shouldn't have been suspended either. You, you can't have your best players rubbed out for, for minor incidences like that. Yeah, well, <laughs> tell me about it. We, we had Steve Roach rubbed out for four weeks back in 1988. Um and that was uh, was a bit, bit of a bit of a love tap, you could say, there with Chris Mortimer, and he got four weeks for that. And that rubbed him out for the entire semi-final. So it's very disappointing if you you lose your best players for the grand final. Certainly, a penalty, a financial penalty, would have been a you know that, yeah. that's what you'd expect. 
Yeah, unless it's a coat hanger, keep them at full strength. I said the same thing back in 2018 when Billy Slater went to the judiciary for that shoulder charge on Sasai Fecky, and, and, and thankfully he got to play in that grand final, which didn't help the Storm too much, by the way. But, yeah, unless it's a real shocker, let him play. Stephen Crichton, you'll like this one. He's allowed to play as well. He's received just a fine for tossing Justin Olam's boot into the Suncorp Stadium grandstand. That's a Gary Jack <laughs> tactic from back in the 80s. Uh, Stephen Crichton must be a fan. A KB Cup, Panasonic uh, Cup uh, movement, that one. Yeah, so we threw it into the grandstand. I wonder how far up in the grandstand he got, or, or if, did they get the boot back? All these questions. But, well, and I actually saw um, I saw uh, someone give someone a bit of a tap on the backside. Munster was the player who got tapped <laughs> on the backside by James Fisher-Harris. James Fisher-Harris, what were they doing there? What, did, did that not did that not happen when you played, Jimmy? Like a bit of a pat on the backside? No, not not a tap on the backside from uh, when you're standing behind someone. No, um, and did, I think he got a fine as well. Is that correct? Uh, that's a good question. I'm not sure on that one. Yes, I think he did. I heard I heard uh, from my sources he also got fined for giving a bit of a rat a tap tap on the old behind. Yeah, well, at least, at, least didn't, at least it didn't go down the John Hopperwadi path. Let's be thankful for yes, that. Yes, correct. That's right. <laughs> that was not good. Okay, uh, so it was Penrith 10, Melbourne 6. There will be no back-to-back premiers this year. The champions are gone, but what a game. Once again, the Panthers involved in an absolute thriller. Uh, look, the Storm's winning, Storm winning this one as favourites, but I am surprised, Jimmy, by the headlines of this being a huge upset. I just find that a bit disrespectful for the Panthers because they have been in the top one or two all year. They won 12 straight to start the season. Yeah, they've gone off the boil a little bit in recent times, but over mm. the last two years, they've been arguably the best team in the competition. They only missed out in the, the minor premiership to Melbourne on four and against. It's not like they've made a miracle run from eighth. So I thought they were in that game up to their eyeballs, um, and, and so it proved 10-6 winners over the Storm. Were you surprised by that result? Look, I, I must. I did get it wrong. I thought the Storm would be would win the game, so I was very surprised with the, the application from, from Penrith you know, uh, I know they've been consistent for the last two years, but they were absolutely superb on the weekend. Their, their, their scrambling defence just, uh, they, they kept them, I think they missed 50, 50, 55 tackles during the game, which is ridiculous to miss that many games and yet still be, the result was 10-6 at the end. So that just shows you how well they they scrambled across the park. Um, Cleary can take, Nathan Cleary it is, and Ivan Cleary, particularly a coach, can take a lot out of this game because some, um, you know, they've, they've had some hard games now. They had Parramatta there early on. Then they had, you know, um, South. South before that, yeah. yeah. Yeah, and South before that. That was a really tough game. But they, they stood up against the Premiers. And, you know, Melbourne Storm have what equaled the record from 1975. Um, 19 wins straight, but 19 wins straight. But the Roosters actually won the Premiership in 75. So Craig, Craig Bellamy will no doubt be very disappointed in his team. Just missed opportunities. Um yeah, and that's that's with some great defence, missed opportunities, yeah. and that's what that's what's all about. Hey, uh, just just jumping in, uh, James Fisher Harris was not charged for patting Cameron Munster, Munster on the bum. He was actually he was actually charged for a dangerous contact head and neck on Felice Cafusi. So uh, your mail your mail is off the mark there, Jimmy. Well, I'll, I'll you couldn't be speak to someone about it. You couldn't. How, how, could they, how could they miss it? How could they miss it? It was what, obvious. It's not Did worth it. it? It's not worth a charge. It's not a hopper. Play on. Play on. 
<laughs> yeah, yeah play on it. Well, well, we are obviously the the league's not worried about it. So, but yeah. I thought it was quite funny. It was, it was quite a bit of bit of humour. It was very, very, very unusual. Let's put it that way. Uh, yeah, look, I'm with you. I, look, I tipped Melbourne, but I didn't think it was going to be a, a massive win or anything like that. Uh, you just thought because Penrith were coming off two bash ups against South and Parramatta that uh, you know compared to Melbourne's easy running comparison that the storm would be fresher. But really, it was actually uh, Melbourne who looked like they were a bit weary towards the end. It all kicked off with that magnificent try, the heads-up play from Nathan Cleary, a dummy half about three metres out from the storm line, kicked to the corner for Steve Crichton to, to catch it unopposed, put it down in the corner. What a clever bit of play. And they admitted yeah. after the game that they pinched that one from the Roosters. James Tedesco yeah. did something similar for Matt Ikevalu way back in round six, I think. Yeah, that's right. You know, uh, Ivan Cleary actually outcoached uh, Craig Bellamy there to get that get the first try on the board, and it was crucial in the in the total results for the day. So, you know, that that was a great try, great thinking. But he must have. Well, I don't know what Adam Carr was thinking. If he's where he was in the defensive line, and you can see Stephen Crichton twenty meters over there by himself, like yeah. who's he marking? It yeah, should, but it should have yeah. been obvious that something was going to happen. But maybe the Fox is thinking, well, he's not going to do that. He's not going to put a kick across in a prelim final after three minutes of play. It was just a, a real surprise tactic from Penrith. And you need that You need that sort of stuff to beat Melbourne. You can't just play uh, yeah. stock standard footy. You need to mix things up a bit. And I just thought that was really, really clever. And, yeah. and well done, Panthers, and well done for picking up uh, that play from the Roosters earlier in the year. Then, look, Melbourne had a chance to hit back. This was a shocker. George Jennings, who had a pretty strong game running the ball, but on this occasion, he dropped the ball, the the line wide open. And that that's such a costly turnover and very unstorm-like. They usually ice those sort of plays. And then you saw yeah. Dale Finucane run an obstruction, which cost a Sofa Solomona a try, which mm-hmm. is a shame because it was a beautiful swan dive from the big fella. But uh, there was two blown chances from Melbourne. And like I said, they don't usually get those ones wrong. Yeah, that missed opportunity by Jennings in the corner, that was crucial. He just had the catch and pass. They created the numbers. It's just a simple catch and pass, and he put it down. Very, very un-Melbourne-like, you know. And that's what that's what pressure does to you. you normally, Melbourne would ice those situations, uh, come away with the points, but they didn't. They repeatedly missed opportunities, which in the past they, they would have iced and um, had, the, had the win, but... You know, that that's what finals is all about. You know, missed opportunities, pressure, and all of a sudden the pressure mounts. And I must say, I, I thought that uh, Munster uh, didn't probably have one of his better games. And I really think it's probably the first time in 12 months they really missed Cameron Smith. Yeah. I yeah, think I'm they missed it. Cameron yeah. Smith being out there on the field. And that's the only time. Oh. I, look, it didn't help the fact they lost Welsh and, and young, young um, Brandon, Brandon Smith. Smith. Yeah. Brandon Smith in the first 15 minutes because Welsh is, Welsh is imperative because he he takes the line up all the time. So he's always pushing the line up, they up and back, up and back. Like he's such a hard worker. And Brandon Smith does all the hard work early on, then he goes yeah. back to, to lock. And then Harry Harry comes on. So Harry came on a lot earlier. So those two changes for the storm were critical because they just couldn't recover. They just looked disjointed. Um, particularly nothing sort of was a bit, bit clunky. And, you know, it was probably, as I think Craig Bellamy said, it was their worst game in um, in two years and they got what they deserved. So it was spot on. Yeah, I think it's taken all year, but it finally caught up with them the fact that Cameron Smith wasn't out there because even though they had those two big losses in Welsh and, and, and Brandon Smith, the game was still there to be won in those last 10, 15 minutes of 10-6. It was anyone's game. And how many times in the past did we see Cameron Smith get the storm home in that situation. Yeah. He made an art form of it, and, and you're right, they were too frantic. They didn't keep their heads. They just lost direction, 
in mm. in key in key field position moments they just they were aimless. And you're right, yeah. Munster wasn't at his best. I think he's been quiet all season. Actually, Jerome Hughes. He's really stepped up as the main man for Melbourne, and he showed that again in this game. He was outstanding, but yeah, Cameron Munster, not so much. Uh, the Storm, yeah, their their handling was just diabolical, wasn't it? I've never seen them make so many errors. It was it was mm. poor, and and Penrith went up ten nil early in the second half. A classic little move down the down uh, the flanks there for Brian Toto to score. Geez, they welcomed him back, didn't they? Penrith, they missed him against Parramatta. He's such a machine. And then uh, Melbourne got themselves back in it with a, a try to Pappenhausen from a uh, Cameron Munster kick, and it was a it was a really tense finish. But Penrith just showing again why they are the best defensive team in the competition. They just kept turning up and turning up. And, and Jimmy, there was so many like as an old fullback, you know, what, yeah. if not the best defensive fullback of all time, you must have uh, loved a lot of the try saves that we saw in this game. Yeah. Oh, look, in particular. Dylan Edwards, he was fantastic. You know, last week I said to you, you said the ball bounced. I said he's got to catch the ball on the full. I don't care who you've just got to take the ball on the full. That's how you've got to, if you're a fullback, that's your job. You can't say it yours. And he stood up and he caught every ball on the full. He ran hard. He he ran with purpose. And he's try saving tackles. Like when Pappenhausen was in the clear there. And he brought him down and he, he oh, got another player over that kept him out of the trial line. Might have been Olam just off the trial line. Yeah. He had a great game, uh, did, did the fullback. And uh, it was really great to see, you know, there was some cover defense. That was at Sorensen when, when yeah. Hughes went down the sideline for a 50 meter run. And he's a halfback in a, in a second rower and a front rower were chasing him. Yeah, Fisher Harris was there as well. Yeah. Fisher Harris is, well, that was just fantastic defense. Olam was over the trial line, but they, they, they kept him up, so they had to go back five metres and play it again. I mean, there was tackles all over. I just love that guy. That should be bottled and put – this is what football is all about because it wasn't – the whole season has been about yeah. attack, attack, attack. This game, yeah, 10-6, was about defence and the ferocity of defence. It, it was just fantastic to watch. Really, It really brought a smile to my face, and everyone loved it. So you don't need a big score to make people happy, just the, the – Collisions and the, and the contact, like they were playing for keeps, and you know um, both sides should be uh, congratulated for their, for their great defensive efforts. Absolutely, and that's what we missed at the start of the year, wasn't it? The fact that yeah. we just love seeing teams defend their try line, uh, put their bodies on the line, and we weren't seeing that in those scores of thirty six twenty six. But now we mm. are in the in the finals. We're, we're seeing that being restored, and you know those some of those tackles you talk about, uh, Capewell and Crichton holding up Olam, just brilliant stuff. Um, uh, Jerome Hughes stopping Brian To'o. How, how many times does that happen? You just don't see it. To'o, uh, with a full head of steam 10 metres out, he just doesn't get stopped, but Hughes somehow stopped him. And then Matt Burton on Hughes himself uh, in the in the first half. It looked like Hughes was going to score for all money, but Burton somehow stopped him. And it was just brilliant to see. The, the other thing that caught my eye was the Jerome Luai high tackle from Munster. Yes, it was an accident. He, he didn't mean to do it, Munster, but we've seen that given a penalty all year. And on this occasion... Uh, it was not a penalty at all. It was a turnover yes. against the Panthers, which was really surprising. I, I remember that. I remember a Reese Robson tackle for the Cowboys. I think Aiden Tolman from the Sharks hit the ball up and stumbled, and he was about half a metre off the ground. And poor old Robson got him around the chops. Not his fault, but he got 10 minutes in the bin for that. But yeah, yeah. Munster was given the green light. Yes, he was. He's, he didn't even get sin bin. He was allowed to stay on the field. Um, you know, so tackles like that. And also, there. Look, it's a different subject again, but with the HIA with with Welsh, he got hit in the first yeah. two minutes. Yeah, and 
and he was gone. He was gone, yet he stayed on for another six minutes to the eighth minute of the game before they actually replaced him, and he never came back. But I don't know how he could stay on the field. They need to need to clear this up. If someone's HIA, the game stops for him. The game stops for him. Yeah. He he doesn't stay on the field. He's got to go off. That, that was know. the biggest. That was the biggest problem for me. The fact that play went down the other end of the field. And what do you know? Penrith are on the attack, and the trainer suddenly says, "We've got to stop the game." This is what happened mm-hmm. last week. I got no sympathy for the Panthers because they did it against the Eels. But again, here's this case of when the team's under the pump, get the trainer out there and stop the game. And you're right. Yeah. Welsh was allowed to stay on the field, which shouldn't have happened. Yeah. You can't tell me that wasn't strategic because what do you know? There was a delay. Penrith on the attack. Mm. Welsh is in the defensive line. It's not like he's on the floor, like he's in the defensive line, but the Storm Correct. suddenly realise, they suddenly think, well, we've got to stop the game. And, and mm. all, the Penrith, all the Penrith momentum's gone. And, it's all and, gone. And, That's yeah, it. and then Welsh actually stays out there for another six or seven minutes, which shouldn't have happened. But this is a real issue for the NRL. They need to get on top of this one. And you only had to watch Tales from Tigertown to see Michael Maguire in that documentary on Fox League. In one of those episodes, he says, get the trainer out there Get him to stop the game. I don't care how, but he's got to stop the game. And that's a mm. clear example, the coaches and, and the power they have over trainers. And it's got to stop because it's it's being used for tactical reasons. Yes, it is. You know, and the and the Penrith trainer, he got uh, what he got a twenty five thousand dollar fine for because he actually he's supposed to run on well, the he field. He didn't get it. The club got player. it. Yeah, that's right. Well, the club got the penalty. Yeah, uh, he wasn't on the field. He just went straight to the to the to the touch judge and said, "You've got to stop the game." So those sorts of rorts that have been going on, all, all teams have been doing it all year. It's got to stop. It's not in the in the best interest of the game. It's not you're not playing the game in the right spirit. And if you do have to stop that player, I don't care who he yeah. is, he has to go off the field. If they, if they have to go off the field, that will stop them from from feigning injury because they'll be leaving the field for 10 minutes and no one wants to leave the field for 10 minutes if they're fit. Yeah. Well, look, Mitch Kenny wasn't feigning injury because he was, he's was he got a bad ankle injury, probably won't play again this season. But the bottom line is the Penrith trainer couldn't have known that when he called for the game yep. to be stopped because he hadn't even got to it. He went straight to the touch judge. That's the problem and that's what's mm. been happening. Stop the game, stop the game, Paramount's on the attack. The, yeah, Penrith are defending what they did, but all you need to ask Penrith is – would the trainer have demanded the game stop if it was Penrith who were on the attack and Parramatta were grimly defending their try line? Would the trainer have rushed to the touch judge then with Mitch Kenny down and said, stop the game, stop the game? I, there's no way. There's no <laughs> way they would do that. But purely the game had to stop because Parramatta were on the attack. But we go, we're going back a week here and yeah. I've tried, I've tried yeah. to get over that disappointment. But it, it is an issue for the game and I, I really it hope it doesn't bit- rear its head in the grand final. Yeah, yeah. No, 100% right there. You know, it's... Um, Let's hope it, it, it does. And, you know, I say that the hookers, the hookers chorus out. The, the, the longer great. the game yeah, went, he with, 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 he was he got into it. He opened them up. I think he's going to be a real key player in in the grand final coming up. He's getting better and better. And it, it was a day game as well. So that the, the players were absolutely at half time. They were gone. They could hardly lift their legs. Yeah. It was a warm day. A, like, the the intensity of the game was just like state of origin level. So. You know, and, and Coruscant, he was he was fantastic, and he, he's going to be a key for their success. Yeah, clearly he had a bit of a, a bit of a mixed bag. He did some good things. But he also put a kick out in the full and dropped one ball cold. But he he definitely has some sort of shoulder issue. But we always talk about how the Broncos have picked up a really good one in Adam Reynolds for next year, which is true. But we've all forgotten about Kurt Capewell, who's heading to the Broncos. I think that's a tremendous pickup. He's playing outstandingly well 
for Penrith. When you talk about desperate defence, he he leads the charge. And, of course, Isaiah Yo again, really, really strong. And, Jimmy, we should make a special mention. Brandon Smith, the first 2040 of the season. Did you see that one? Mm. I couldn't believe it. I was watching Dylan Edwards, know, who had a, Dylan Edwards, who, as you said, had a great game. Otherwise, he watched this ball dribble over the sideline. He could have he had, a, he had 20 minutes to pick it up, but he let it go over the sideline. Then they've said, hey, mate, that's actually a 2040. Melbourne ball. The look, the look on his face when he realised it was a 2040, because he, he could have picked it up and he, he just let it go and he got, oh, really? It's a 2040. Well, oh. he was um, was gold, you know. Uh, yeah, so he was. Uh, well, we all learned something there, but uh, it was uh, a monumental stuff up that one. I, I love I love Bellamy's honesty. He was so he was so honest with his assessment of the team. You know, we, we got what we deserved. We, we scrambled. We, we, we our poorest performance of the year. You know, um, mm. that's very honest to talk to your players about that straight after the game. And he was he, he said he didn't see it coming. So mm. um, I think. I think they may have got caught up in the hype, just how good they were, possibly, you know. But then again, they're up there together. They're away from their families. They're all together up there in Queensland. So there was that bonding between the players. But I think maybe they just – they just you just had the, the worst day to all be off together. And collectively, uh, they yeah. paid the ultimate price, and he'll be so disappointed. But Penrith, yeah, I mean, Penrith forced them into error. I think we have to acknowledge that. And I also think the Panthers must have thought, hey – we're not letting these sides break. We're not letting Melbourne break our heart two years running. That would have had to have been a motivation after last year's grand final defeat. Yeah. So that would have got a mention yeah. for sure. Yeah, look, I didn't see it. I didn't see it coming, but they're, they're packed. You know, Cape Ball, as you said, was yo, were fantastic. Fisher Harris, they, they took no prisoners and they really put it to them, really put it to the storm. But I said to you before that I think they really missed um, Brandon Smith um, and Welsh when they went off early uh, in the first 15 minutes. They just couldn't recover from that. I don't care who you are. Those two guys, they're out of your pack. It's got to make an impact. Well, the first prelim finals between Souths and Manly, and uh, wow, Souths, outstanding, 36-16. to 16. They'd lost their last three preliminary finals. There was a bit of pressure on them to reverse that trend. And Look, I've got to confess right here now that I've underestimated South Sydney. When Latrell Mitchell was suspended a few weeks back, I wrote them off. I thought there's no way they can uh, win the comp without him, but when you look at them, and it was pretty apparent to me early in that game against the Seagulls that they still have a stack of superstars out there. And the replacement for Latrell, Blake Taff, wow, hasn't he just slotted in seamlessly? He runs the ball so well. And in this match, he threw two beautiful passes for Alex Johnson to score tries. And he's also kicking a few goals in more ways than one. So what a what a effort from the Rabbitohs to make the, the grand final under Coach Wayne Bennett. A record for him, uh, the first coach to take four teams to a grand final. That is just amazing. And it comes back to what you're saying. He's been, is him being the absolute master coach. But Manly, they were a rabble right from the start of this one when they couldn't clean up a kick on their own try line in the early stages for Cody Walker to score. And he really pumped his chest after scoring that try, which said to me straight away that they are here to play the Rabbitohs. They've, they don't want to go out at this stage of the season yet again. Yeah, it was it was a great effort by South, and uh, yeah, Cody Walker was instrumental. You know, they they were great. They were great in the first half. Like the game was all over at halftime. It was twenty two nil at halftime. So you know, the Walker got a couple. Johnson, Paulo, they got a couple. Uh, and yet, when you think they're going to go to the left, which is their favoured side, they go to the right, and and Jackson Paulo scores. You know, over on the other side. So they were they were they were great right across the park. Um, were South Sydney, you know, um, full of admiration for them, the way they played as well. 
Uh, I must say, Cody Walker, they mixed it up and they kept Tommy quiet. That Cody Walker did, what, four grubbers in the first? You wouldn't see four grubbers in a half a footy all, all season from any team. So they put him under pressure on the, the bouncing ball. They actually they snuck in for one try there. I think it was his first try. Um, they tried to they tried to shut Adam Reynolds down. He had a bit of an injury, so they, I suppose the, the kicking came back to Cody Walker, and he was fantastic. You know, and and their pack also did what they had to do, um, and, and and just dominated. They they kept uh, Tommy quiet, Tommy Turbo quiet, which is what they had to do. And mainly, they mainly younger forwards under pressure. They just didn't take their opportunities, and and that's what. And the same thing comes up again. You know, they haven't beaten a, a top four side all season. That'll be disappointing for Des, but the side will get better next year. They've unearthed some stars. They'll be a, they'll be a much better team next year for the experience. But you know, good on on South. Three prelims they've lost. Now they've made it. Well, they're now it's their fourth. They've won, and they're in a grand final. So well deserved. Yeah, and again, South, we, we talk about their potent attack, but their defence has really picked up in the back half of the season. They gave Manly no momentum. And as we've seen, if you can do that and stop Manly's go forward, then Tommy Travojevic is very quiet at the back. And that happened again. But having said that, Manly had two tries disallowed. And you wonder how the game would have panned out if they'd been allowed. They're both the right call, mind you. Garrix was disallowed because Moses Suley was an obstruction there. And then Tommy Travojevic. Does well, gets over the line, but he's hitting about four Rabbitohs defenders, throw themselves at him, and the ball somehow comes loose. Again, it shows South's desperation in defence. and So both tries disallowed, 22-0 at halftime. Garrick scores early in the second half. You think, okay, okay, Manly might be a bit of a show here, but no, more mistakes. They made a stack of mistakes. I mean, what about the first half? They finally get the ball. South had all the territory, all the possession. They finally get their hands on the pill. Manly, and then their most experienced player, Daly Cherry Evans, goes down a blind side early in the tackle count, gives it to Harper, who gives it to Saab, with no room to work in. Saab gets taken into the touch, and then you saw Des Hasler in the coach's box absolutely go troppo, and you never see that with Des. Like, for no. him to react like that really summed up what sort of play it was. It was a dumb play uh, by an experienced player, and, and he just he blew his stack, Des. Yeah, they hadn't had the ball. But they made numerous errors, and then when they get the ball back, they 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 lose it the first or second tackle, and they go over the touchline. So yeah, to, to see Desi lose it uh, doesn't happen very well. We don't see it very often, but I'll, I'll guarantee you the Manly boys. So I think he took a door off a hinge there what, last year. Uh, <laughs> no, so that was years ago. That was at Parramatta he's Stadium. Still a, he's still a bit of a temper on him, Desi. Yeah. He's still a bit of a temper. So um, yeah, that, that's all part of the pressure, and and they did they. But they relied. They relied too much on Tommy Turbo, yeah, Travojevic, great player. Like I haven't seen a a fullback have the season that he's had this year ever. The way that he's played, um, he did get over for a try there late in the game. But it was just frustration. They kept him out of the game. They they kicked high every time he caught the ball. They were on top of him. They shut him down, and just frustration after frustration. He was trying, but he just couldn't. Uh, he could, it had little effect on the team. So uh, they really did their homework. As, as the Storm did the week before. Yeah, that's and, uh, right. Yeah, Melbourne, wins, Melbourne showed the blueprint a couple of weeks ago. The Roosters just were down on troops. They couldn't do what the Storm did, but Souths certainly have the arsenal to do that, and they shut him down. But he still ends up as the top try scorer of all time for Manly in a season with 28 going past uh, Phil Blake. Uh, Souths have done some special things in attack this year, but they did something I have never seen in all my time watching footy. Jackson Paulo scoring a try with a moonwalk, yeah. took the kick 
flying above Ruben Garrick, comes down, yeah. he's facing the wrong way, starts backpedaling and thinks, hang on, I could go all the way. And he did. He kept running backwards. It was hilarious to watch. And yeah. in the end, he swiveled and scored. But that was just great. And he couldn't believe his luck. And it just summed up South. Everything went their way. Yeah, it was, it was quite I've, – I've never seen that either before. No. I mean, watching footy for 50 years, I've never seen someone take a bomb and then as they'll backwards, run backwards as he did there and, and went over for a try. Um, you know, when your luck's in, your luck's in. But it was it was great to see. Yeah, he's he's a, he's a very good player, Jackson Paulo. He's he's been a real find on on that uh, right hand side for them. If you're a Manly fan, I'm sure they'll be very. They can take a lot of heart out of that, and and don't be too down on yourselves. You'll be a better team next year for it. Just on the Rabbitohs, there was pressure not only to break that run of losing preliminary finals, but also on senior players Cody Walker and Damian Cook, who hadn't played great in those games, and also. Especially in terms of Cody Walker, his his chance at Origin didn't really grab it. There was talk that in the big games maybe he's not standing up. Well, he answered the critics in emphatic fashion, didn't he? Two tries, he was absolutely everywhere. He stood up because Adam yeah. Reynolds obviously had a bit of a groin injury, and Cody Walker took the reins. It reminded me a little of when Luke Keary really stepped up in the 2018 Grand Final when Cooper Cronk was busted. Keary took the reins, and I felt the same way to a lesser extent in this one from Cody Walker. And I also thought Damian Cook was was brilliant out of dummy half. And the try he set up with his typical evasiveness, then a really classy grubber kick for Walker to steam through past Tommy, grab the ball, score the try. It was just brilliant stuff. So that's great signs going into the grand final. Those two have made their mark in such a big game. Yeah, I know. I think Cody Walker, he's in in career best form. He really is um, in that form when he played for New South Wales. He's such an instinctive player. He relishes the extra responsibility of, of the kicking, um, and and led you know with a couple of tries. And I think Cody Cody Walker, he he's going to be, you know, he may even he he may even go close to beating Tommy Turbo for the Daly M for the Player of the Year. But I yeah. think his his form so far in the in the finals has been. If they pick an Australian side, uh, he'd be your number six. Without, he, he's he's that's how well he's playing this year. And congratulations! And he takes the pressure off the other guys as well. And he couldn't do it, Jimmy, without the forwards who are very much the unsung heroes for South at the moment. Uh, your Tom Burgesses and Kilo Matangi and Cameron Murray, yes. just absolutely top shelf. Murray. And Jai Arrow, he's been a really really important pickup. Uh, for the Rabbitohs this season, he's made such a difference when he gets thrown into the fray. So the forwards, yeah. are, the forwards just dominated Manly and, and, and laid the platform for the win. And they'll need to do it again against the Panthers. Yeah, now, um, and yeah. you mentioned Cam Murray there. Cam Murray yeah. nineteen runs for one hundred and fifty meters. His his ball playing there is that link between between the forwards and the backs, a bit like Isaiah Yo for the, for the Panthers. That's going to be crucial. Um, on the weekend, so uh, he, he's developing such a good young kid. Uh, he's tough and he's very clever on his feet and, and works works his backside off. So, yeah, Cam Murray's in great form as well. Yeah, and uh, for Manly, they're out of business, but Josh Alloa, uh, three-match ban, he's looking out for a lifting tackle on Mark Nichols, which was pretty nasty, to be honest, but uh, thankfully Nichols is okay and he'll play in the big one. Now, Storm, so they've gone and Manly are gone. So let's have a quick look at them. Uh, Melbourne, minor premiers, they equal the record of 19 straight wins. How would you rate 2021 for them? You know, I, personally, I think they did exceptionally well given they lost Cameron Smith, who's considered arguably the greatest player of all time. 
Yeah, yes. I'm sure they'll be disappointed with the final, obviously the final game. Um, so it, it has been a it's been a great it's been a great season for the Storm. It, it really has been. They've, they've broken all the records this year. They've Papenhuyzen's gone on to another level. You know, Nico Hines is going to he stepped in, but he's leaving them as well. You know, they've had so many players uh, step up. Um, so, but you're only as good as your last game. Uh, and that will be a bitter taste in their mouth um, on the weekend. So I, I think it's I think it's going to take them a little while to get over it. Obviously, they'll come back bigger and better and stronger next year. But you know, he'll be disappointed. He'll be extremely disappointed uh, how they've bowed out, Craig Bellamy. And we've tipped them to slide before, so I'm not going to do it again because we keep getting egg on our face. But they do lose That's for your own peril. They lose mm. for Nukin, Adokar, and Hines, three of their best from this season. So you'd think. If ever they're going to slide, it's going to be now. But no, I'm not going to say that. They, they do pick up Xavier Coates and Nick Meany, um, outside backs there from the Broncos and Bulldogs, respectively. I think Coates could really take his game to another level under Craig mm. Bellamy. And I think, yeah, I think they probably do need uh, at least another winger in there just for some depth anyway. Manly, as you mentioned, plenty to be happy about. They went from 0-4. and four. Des Hasler's head was on the chopping block. They looked awful. I think club great. Peter Peters actually said, we're going to get the spoon this year. It was looking that bleak, but they made it all the way to the prelim final. Uh, no one had them in the top four at the start of the year. So a hugely successful season. But I think in those crunch matches, it did show there is a bit of a gap between them and the top teams. They're too reliant on Tommy Travoyevich, which, which is an easy mistake to make, isn't it? Because, I mean, that's what happened at Parramatta with Jared Hayne all those years. He's such a, yep. a, a electrifying talent. You just think, right, Tommy will get us out of trouble. And he did. And I think if you do look back at their last month or so of games, uh, they they yeah, without Tommy, they probably don't beat the Cowboys. They probably don't beat the Bulldogs. They battled in a few games there. Uh, he got them out of trouble. So they do need to to just find a way to um, compliment Tommy a, a little bit more. Yeah, but they, they, these guys like yeah, Schuster and all the rest of the guys there, they're at um, Manly and his forward mates. They'll be so much better from the experience. You know, you've got to be extremely happy with the way they've finished the the year. It's never great to lose, but I think they'll be very happy to have um, made the last four. Yeah, well done, Seagulls. Time for Jimmy's code word. Ten percent off your next order at George's Fine Meats Cherrybrook. Well, the code word this week, because we've we've gone to Queensland to play the grand final. The code word this week is Lang Park. Because that's where the game's going to be played. It's going to be played at Brisbane at at the old, well, I just call it Lang Park. That's it. So Lang Park is the code word. There it is, Lane Lang Park for uh, Lang code Park. word. For Not Lane word. Park. It's Lang Park. <laughs> Who said Lane Park? You said Lane. You need Park. to clean your ears out. <laughs> yeah, so on to the big one now, Penrith versus South. They've never played in the grand final before. They did play in a prelim last year. Penrith getting the points in that one and a qualifying final this year with South getting up in that one. Wayne Bennett, yeah, four teams to grand finals, Raiders, Broncos, Dragons, and now the Rabbitohs. It feels like an ice age when he was co-coach of the Raiders with Don Ferner back there in 1987, went up against Manly. You played in teams that went up against Wayne Bennett. That's how long we're talking. Well, it doesn't seem that long to me, but, yes, it, it's and that's, what, 34 years ago. Uh, yes, his assistant, assistant coach with Donny Ferner. That was his first year in Sydney. He coached the, the State of Origin for Brisbane in 86, and then he came down 
I remember being on the tour with Meninga and Belcher and they were saying, oh, he's a great coach. Just wait, wait till Wayne gets there. Like he said, well, Donnie won't be Donnie won't be telling us what to do. He said, Donnie will be telling, well, Wayne will be telling Donnie what to do. I said, really? He said, oh, he'll, he'll just take over once he gets there. And and we had, I had no idea what impact he would have on the game. You know, he loved the ball going wide, that expansive football. That was all part of the way that Wayne Bennett coaches, the ad-lib footy the impact he's had on the game, the 10-metre rule sort of made it even better for the expansive teams as you as he progressed through to, to to Brisbane, you know, for, what, 25 years he was there at Brisbane. So it uh, had a major impact on the game. And then wherever else he's gone, you know, he was also at St George and they won a premiership. Um, he also went to Newcastle, didn't win a premiership in Newcastle, but he certainly uh, made left them in a better place. And uh, he was saying that he got picked up, uh, you know, he, when he got sacked by the Broncos. Um, uh, didn't know where he was going to end up, and 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 the bunnies gave him a, a lifeline. Uh, a Jimmy, years Jimmy, ago. didn't they? Didn't the didn't the Broncos stuff that up? Can you believe when you look back now in 2018 that they shoved him out the door, a legend yep. of the club, to yep. sign Anthony Seabold, who was really in the game for five minutes. Yeah, it did a good job with Souths in 2018, but to shove out someone like Wayne Bennett, and who's gone on to show exactly what he can do. With mm. South three prelims or well, two prelims and now a grand final, just just a monumental stuff up from Brisbane. Look at the look look how they've fallen without him. It's just a sh- yes. absolute absolute shocker. And yes, Bennett did. actually after the game he had a crack at them. He said, you know, they actually undermined me in talks with Souths. Not they weren't just content in getting rid of me. They also wanted to do me in yeah. from my opportunity at Souths. So yeah, and I think he said that Jimmy to take the the focus off his players and. Talk about me instead in the build-up yeah, to the grand final. Yeah, he said they did, they did a good job. They did a real good job on me, you know, they're trying to undermine him and what he's, and his love for the game and his passion for the game. So, you know, we go back a long way with Wayne Bennett and, and I do, and as, as I said to you before, I've only met him once and he was very, very nice, very, very articulate, very intelligent, loves the history of the game. We just talked about origin and all that sort of stuff from 30, 30 35 years ago and a real – a real statesman of the game. So at 71 years of age, it's great he's still there and he's got he's still got the nous, you know, he's still got the nous uh, and he wants to be successful. So, you know, an absolute, uh, an icon of this game, absolute icon of the game. So he'll, be one, he'll be one of the fairy tale stories for this, well, one of the storylines at least for this grand final. It's his last game before he moves on, most likely to accept a coaching role with the new Brisbane team. Other storylines, Adam Reynolds, of course, this will be his last game before joining the Broncos. And then an old Tiger, Jimmy, Benji yes. Marshall. He yes. This is the fairy tale story, isn't it? He won a premiership back in 2005 with a flip pass we still talk about. You'd think if they come up with a win, he'll call it quits, go out as a winner, like he should. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Like He wasn't wanted by the Tigers. He'd been there. For 18 seasons, wasn't wanted. They said he couldn't tackle. <laughs> he probably would have made more tackles than than the Tigers this season, just on his own. And uh, I'm so happy for him. He, he took the punt. He, he called Wayne up and said that he wanted to gather and coach. And Wayne actually talked him out of it. He said, "Coach, you're going to play." So he said, "Really?" He said. So he spoke to what well, he spoke to uh, Reynolds and Cody Walker and said, "Look, I want to get Benji here. He's coached him in the New Zealand side." He said, "Yep. Yeah, all I can promise is a 14. You'll be 14 every week." And he's happy with that. And he went there. And what a player. What a player to have off the bench to come on. Yeah. Can manage a game, can kick, can read play, and still has got the magic with the Benji flick from 2005 that we all love. 
as as Tigers. I'm just so happy for Benji that he, he's going to go out. He's going to go out the way he wants to go out, hopefully with a premiership on the weekend. But it's a fairy tale for yeah, there's 19 seasons, Adam. 19 seasons he's been playing first grade. And he and he's still up there. Like he still could play first grade every week. He comes off the bench. Now that's fine. And that's his role. It's great. Um, you know, he get what's he what's it's 300 and I don't know, 45 games or something like that, games he's he's played. If he gets on the field, oh, you know, if, and there's a bit of magic and maybe the step's not quite as sharp, but the hands and the brain are still as sharp as ever. He's the ideal player to come on when the, when the game loosens up because he's got that X factor, that magic that no one else has got. And now I'm so looking forward to the game and just just pay my respects to Benji Marshall for for an absolutely fantastic career. He didn't mention Michael Maguire, but he certainly didn't miss when he said, "It's just great to have a coach who cares for me and has confidence in me and loves me," which is obviously a reference <laughs> to his time at the Tigers where. Um, mm. Well, he was put in reserve grade and told that he wasn't wanted this year. And yep. Uh, yep. So he's got a point to prove, and he'd love nothing more than to hold up the trophy on Sunday night. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah that's right. That would be calmer if he did. Uh, you know, uh, shame on all those people at the West Tigers that uh, that let him go. That thought he wasn't up to it. A club legend at the yep. West Tigers deserved deserved better treatment than the way he was treated at Absolutely. the end of his career there. And, Jimmy, let's not forget, it's not all about South Penrith. They also have their own story of redemption. They didn't give their best in last year's grand final. We know that. They were down 26-0, came back to make it 26-20, but they definitely didn't play their best game. They'll be looking to make amends. What's it like coming off a grand final defeat going into the next one? So you lost in 88 to Canterbury. So going into the next one against Canberra in 89, are you more nervous? Do you talk about the grand final from 12 months earlier, about using it as motivation. Come on, guys, we don't want to feel that hurt again. Will that come up for Penrith? I don't, I don't think so. I, the biggest thing I got out of from 88 to 89 was I was ready. 89, I knew what, what was going to happen. I knew a week what was going to happen. I prepared for it. So I was I was ready in 89. Um, so that's how Penrith will be. They'll be ready this this year. Um, they won't, there won't be you know, a bad start and they're down 26-0 at half time. That, that won't happen. They'll be on song you know, it's it's going to be hell for leather. The only thing that's probably got me a little bit concerned is just the Penrith attack. It's been well, dear, the way word clunky it's twice I've used it, but it, it hasn't been it hasn't been too good uh, over the last last four weeks. Um, so that, that's what, and if they do, if, if South City do pressure uh, young young Nathan Cleary, if they can nullify him, take him out of the game, I think that's going to have a big impact. His kicking game. Yeah, they've always said you need to lose one before you can win one. And, uh, you know, Penrith is a famous I, example. I don't agree with that. Yeah, you don't agree with that? No, I don't. No, 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 I don't agree with that. No, I think if, you, if you're good enough, you can still win first up. You know, it's an old – maybe it's just an old cliche. If you if you lose one, uh, you you know, Senator feels too bad. I, I, it's, um, if you're good enough, you can, but you you learn, can still win. But you win do, learn, you do learn. You do learn from losing, though, don't you, Jimmy? And I know yeah. um, uh, Spud Carroll, when we were putting his book together, he said in 1990, 1995 they went into his raging hot favourites against Canterbury, and he played his game on Wednesday night. He was just he was mentally drained by the time they kicked off, and he learned valuable lessons. So in 1996, he was ready to go, much better prepared. And uh, they got the result that time. And also for Penrith, they don't want to become the first team since the Roosters. This is one. This is something they want to avoid. The Roosters, the last team to lose back-to-back grand finals. That was in 03-04 under uh, Ricky Stewart. 
What about the Rabbitohs? Not a lot of grand final experience. Reynolds, Burgess, Johnston, Benji. Does that count against them, do you think? Um, yes, I, I think it, it, it may do. Um, but what I've seen from the South Sydney pack in the last month is is I think that they've, they've, they've steeled up at their pack and from what they were before. Um, they're, they're, they're obviously, their back line is, you know, when they lost the Latrell, but this, uh, you know, uh, fullbacks come in, young young Tafe. He's just he's only played seven games. He's he's been fantastic for them. Yeah, you know, what he has, um, I suppose, a bit of a question mark over Adam Reynolds. How he's going to be as far as his kicking game because he has got the best kicking game in the competition. No one's better than than him. He's up there with Cleary. Um, the Panthers have got to got to shut him down. But I think I said Cody Walker's involvement as well. He, he'll take a lot of responsibility. I think he'll go to another level. You know, I think the pack, uh, led by Cook uh, and and Cam Murray, those guys. Um, yeah, geez, it's, I, I can't wait for the game. It's going to be a, one hell of a game. So, you know, what? Be... you know, another reason why I'm really looking forward to this, Jimmy, because with all due respect to uh, Roosters and, and Melbourne supporters, it's just great to see some other teams in there because the Roosters and Storm, either one of them, has been in the grand final going back to. Uh, 2015, that was Broncos-Cowboys. Every year since then, there has either been the Roosters or Storm, which is a testament to both those clubs. Uh, amazing record. But it's just great to see a couple of different teams in there. Yeah, it is. It is. And that's what fans love to see. You know, a couple of, you know, the, the boys from the West and the boys from the inner city. Now the Rabbitohs have been there since they wait, and the Panthers, well, you know, I, I remember the Panthers. I was there at Panthers Park in 1974 when they got beat by 77 to, to 5 by Manly. I was there that day. I was there with my, with my auntie and, and uncle. We, we They had the Australian Arms Hotel up there at Penrith. We were there just to watch the game, and I was about 13. And I go, oh, Penrith, they're hopeless. You know, they used to wear the, the, the orange stripes, which they, they the retro jersey, and they, they were hopeless. And Manly just, yeah, 70 points they beat them. And now they're a... Yeah, they're a power, they're a powerhouse yeah. side. Um, so it's it's great to see. It's great, and that's what the game's all, all about. Right, so, and yeah, no one's Who, won more premierships than South Sydney. What well, it's twenty-two premierships. Yeah, so Penrith are going for their third, uh, the first since two thousand and three. That was an epic grand final against the Roosters. Outstanding. Um, who's your tip, and why? Um, my tip is uh, the Rabbits. I think the Rabbits can, they can do it. Uh, they're, they're there. Yes, they're, they're, they're finally, uh, they've had a bit of luck. They're in the grand final. I think it'll, it'll be all, be, it'll be come on the back of Reynolds' kicking game. Um, they're, they're electrifying left-hand side attack uh, with Johnson. Um, those guys out there on the left-hand side, their pack is very full of, full, full of tough guys who can stand up. They can, they've gone to another level the last two or three weeks at, at South Sydney. And I just think with a bit of brilliance from Cody, a bit of brilliance from Cody Walker, Will possibly be the difference that can unlock the um, the, the Penrith defence because Cody Walker plays right at the line. He doesn't do stuff before, so that that creativity, like a la Cliffy Lyons at the line, I think will unlock the the Panthers' defence. And so, yeah, so that's that's why I think they'll get there. All right, I'm going to go against you. I'm going to go for Penrith. I just think that they will be so driven from losing last year's grand final, that they won't let this one slip. And I think they'll learn a lot of lessons from that qualifying final loss to the Rabbitohs a couple of weeks ago. And I just think at some stage, the loss of Latrell Mitchell will catch up to the Rabbitohs. And I think it will be this game. I think just that X factor that's going to be required to break open this Panthers defence, I just think they're going to miss Latrell 
in this one, and I'm going for Penrith. I think they'll win, I'll say, by seven points, a little cleary field goal towards the end to get them home is my opinion. Okay. Then at the end time, I've got something that got me a little bit annoyed, but I'm tipping you got annoyed by the whole Tigers coaching scenario through the week uh, without <laughs> Is that right? Is that fair to say, Jimmy, or you, you've, you've calmed down yeah. now? No, no. It's, it's, what, did you hear me, did you? <laughs> I think everyone did. <laughs> yes, I had a bit to say about that. Um, and it's, all, it's all about, Adam, it's all about accountability. You know, you, you can't. You can't have the form that we've had the last 10 years, not make the semis, and people have to be accountable. And the same people that do the internal review did it the year before and the year before and the year before. So no one's accountable. And that's my biggest disappointment as a fan. I'm a a fan, and I played for for West, and I played for Balmain, so I played for both. And and as a player, so I think I've got a right to say it's, it's not good enough. I expect more from my team, and I expect more from administrators too. You know, the CEO and, and the general manager of football, they've recruited over the worst period of recruitment and retention in, in the club's history uh, over the last seven years. So because unless they change, they won't won't improve and they won't get any better. I think it's a great story what happened in the AFL yesterday where Melbourne, with a laughing stock of the, stock of the competition for 57 years, that was the last time they won a competition, and they won the competition yesterday. The laughing stock. Well, Balmain or West Tigers, sorry, I think are a laughing stock at the moment. Um, so they need to fix it. And, you know, I would love to be part of fixing it and, and going forward to win a premiership in the future. Gee, I hope Parramatta doesn't have to wait 57 years. We're certainly closing in, but um, <laughs> hopefully, it hopefully we break the drought. 35 and counting, Jimmy. But hopefully we can uh, break the drought next year. Hey, one thing that was bugging me, and look, I've loved some of these ferocious old-school finals matches, but there is evidence the wrestle is creeping back in, and one tactic in particular is when the defensive player accidentally gets his hand, his arm caught up around the ball, and then he, you know, when he turns around and pleads to the referee, oh, I can't get my arm out. You've, you've seen that. You've seen it a million times. Jesse yeah. Bromwich did it about uh, five times yesterday. It's all designed to slow down the play of the ball. We know that. I hate it. It's so blatant. Referees need to call this out. They need to see it for what it is. It's a blatant attempt to slow the play of the ball down. The arm hasn't accidentally got caught there at all. They need to penalise it, get it out of the game, because it's driving me crazy, and I'm sure it's driving a lot of fans crazy. Uh, well, that is the end, full time for um, well, thank the you. end. Thanks for listening. We really appreciate your support, Jimmy. Great job. Well, well done, Adam. It was another another fantastic week. Well done, and uh, looking forward to next weekend. It's another yeah. oh, just riveting stuff. I'll be just glued to the television all week. Yeah, thanks also to George's Fine Meats Cherrybrook for their support. Uh, it's going to be a great week. We are salivating at the prospect. So enjoy yourselves, and uh, it really is the best week of the season. Uh, bring on the grand final: South Sydney versus Penrith. Take care. All the best. Hunt high and follow through.